This is episode 515 for July 2018. You're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast, and I'm your host, Brad Douglas. And that opening song is by Aaron Fraser nash It's called Spider-Man Sings a Song. I'll put the uh, the YouTube video up in our message board under the, with this episode's title there. You can check out the whole version. It's pretty creative what they did with that song. Before we get on to this episode, I want to thank people that support this podcast on our website through Patreon each and every month. So a big thank you goes out to Brian, Craig, Christopher, Andrew, John, Stephen, Michael, Federico, Stuart, Ricky, Thomas, Nick, Laura, Alex, Alex S, Alex L, David, Michael, also Swiftser, and friend Zeta Hulk. If you would like to uh, support this podcast on our website, I would appreciate it to help pay the bills, keep the lights on, and have more podcasts come out in the future. So log on to SpiderManCrawlspace.com, look on the right-hand side for the Patreon button. Also, there is a link at the bottom of every news article on the front page. Click it and you can help continue more podcasts coming to your streaming devices. All right, let's wrap up Slots Run with this issue. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to our review show. Let's introduce the panel. We've got Zach. What's going on, Zach? What up, what up, what up? What up? Are you ready for a new number one? The fifth time, man. I'm <laughs> fifth time. Fifth time's the charm, sir. charm. And how much? Count them. Count them. One, two, one. three, four, five. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, uh. Two. Uh, oh. uh, uh. <laughs> We are now at five. Uh, uh, uh. Well, as we often do, we're streaming on Netflix, and Vinkman, who's watching us live, says, just wind Zach up and watch him go. <laughs> Very true. Uh-oh. And we also we're have Mike. Netflix, by the way, this is not a Netflix and Joe podcast. We're on the- <laughs> Mike, what's going on, Mike? Well, I am looking forward to this evening and listening to um, all of the thoughts about, because we have some two very different issues to talk about. We, oh, yes, we do. <laughs> yeah. Very night and day in some cases, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, well, hey, glad to be on again. So. And to clarify, Symbiobro says we're streaming on Netflix. No, we're not streaming on Netflix. <laughs> you said that. No, I didn't. Did I say yes, that? You did. <laughs> you said that. I said that. I meant YouTube. We're, stre- nice. we're streaming on Netflix. Wow. <laughs> this is Patreon, Patreon members, you're you're doing a good job. If we're well, on thanks. I, hopefully nobody's chilling. Or maybe they are. I don't know. Yeah. And, and we have Jr. Jr. likes to chill on Netflix. What's going on, Jr.? <laughs> Uh, the last time Jr. was chilling was to uh, late '90s music, boys and girls. Uh, was it "Kiss from a Rose" by by Sia? Oh Lord! Oh man! Wow! Well, run away train was it? That's uh, boy. The YouTube chat is going nuts, and I said we're streaming on Netflix. That's hysterical. Uh, we have Ashley. What's going on, Ashley? We haven't had you in a while. Welcome. I know it's good to be back. I'm glad my schedule finally worked out again and Very I stopped cool. being randomly sick. Um yes. but yes, I feel like I aged after reading issue eight hundred. <laughs> I hate that yeah, I have a chance to to commiserate with everyone about Very it. Quick, what did you think of eight hundred? It's all over the place. God, it's stressful. It's just <laughs> I think some of the ideas are fun, but just how we get there, it's just it's so fast. It was just this 
frantic breakneck pace and everything felt like really corny because it had to be shoehorned in. Just, I think the moments that, that stood out to me the most was, um, uh, little baby Normie turning against Norman being like, Oh no, you tried to kill my mom. You're a bad guy. And Spider-Man tried to save her. I'm going to help Spider-Man like in one panel. I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Any whiplash? No, uh, no, Grandpa, we can't have that no more. <laughs> I'm having Muppet Baby flashbacks now. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to wake up hearing that. And on the panel, we also have Peter, aka Shy Town. What's going on, Shy Town? Not much, guys. Welcome back, sir. And I have something to show you. Oh, oh! For those audio listeners, he's showing us a. Nick Spencer signed Amazing Spider-Man number one with a Mark Brooks cover. Nice. Was that regular priced at the uh, the the shopper? Was that? Yeah. Oh wow, that's really nice. That's cool. No, cool. no, no uh, not regular price. By regular price, I mean fifty bucks. Oh, oh, that well, I, I was about, I was about to say, gee, I hope that shows up at my local comic shop, but uh, <laughs> no, I doubt it now. I I think Chi Town just stepped twenty years into the future when we were talking about cover prices of comics. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how much so it was it? regular price, so it was fifty bucks. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah probably more now since you got the autograph signature on it. But. <laughs> we also have Mark Dark Marks in the house. What's going on, sir? Hey, how's it going? Welcome back. <laughs> I'm going to drop out time- in a minute and come back in again. I think I got my camera fixed. I think last oh. time you were on, we were talking about Hostess Fruit Pies. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> that yeah, was I think one. I still have that box of Twinkies that I've used as a prop. <laughs> dude, dude, it'll survive the apocalypse. I mean, it'll, <laughs> that and spam. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, George is going to be joining us just a little bit later. Hopefully, he will be able to... Um, Join us for the amazing one review, which guess what? Mm. He liked it. I know. Ooh, he liked oh, it a lot. Spoiler alert. Oh, you just did. gave out a spoiler. Ah, uh, spoiler Jeez, alert. I'm so way, to, way to bury the lead. <laughs> bury this. All right. Uh, <laughs> okay. So for ASM number 801, Ashley is going to tackle this. And ASM volume one, two, three, four, five, number one, Mike is going to review that one. Uh, before mm-hmm. we get to the reviews, I want to read some iTunes reviews. We've got a lot of them since we last read them. Uh, let's see. Our first one is from, let me expand this window a little bit more. Mark just cloned himself. Yeah, he has a clone. I have two marks. Yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I'm trying, yeah, to, get sorry. I'm trying to get this thing here. Whoa, and we have Echo, and we have it in Simpson stereo okay. too. Let's see which one do I? <laughs> he really is a clone. We'll figure it out. Okay, the uh, oh, the review. That mark or that mark? All right, we got there. We have one mark. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Five volumes, one mark. <laughs> okay, iTunes reviews. It's from- a pile of flour here. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> And you can bite me down there, Mark. You can bite me down. Yeah, clones are gone. Okay. Triggered. Uh, <laughs> the Crojo 111 posted this on uh, June 9th, 2018. The Crawl Space is a pleasure to listen to every month from reviews of monthly comics to being transported back in time. 
to uh, relive comics from a past month you were exposed to many facets of the wall crawler. The panel of podcasters are of different ages and backgrounds, so you do get a good perspective of the hero. The podcast sounds like a conversation among passionate friends, and it is enjoyable to listen to a pod that does not sound scripted and patched together. This is not scripted and patched together. We are live. We call this live uh, to tape. Better or worse? Live to tape yeah, is what this is right? called in broadcasting. <clears throat> okay, uh, let's see. Bulls on Parade 45 is the handle for this one. Posted June 25th, 2018. Uh, subject, Crawl Space is amazing, spectacular, avenging, and web of. Five out of five. Uh, quote, such a joy to listen to. If you need the most knowledgeable people to com- comment, I almost said commit, to comment on all things Spider, I couldn't think of anyone better. So thank you, Bulls on Parade. That's really nice. And we have the Golf Master 32 also posted on June 25th. Uh, subject, entertainment to the next level. Five out of five stars. Yeah, boy. I heard about this show from another podcast called the cast for casters and the blasters and the grandmasters. That's I like that name mm-hmm. that reviewed Dan slots, entire run. One of the hosts suggested this show and said he loved it. So I gave it a shot and I loved it. Brad and the crew are phenomenally competent and know more about Spider-Man than anyone I've ever met. These scholars spend the most accurate and careful reviews of the spider mythos. So thank you to that. That's really nice. Uh, the next one uh, is from Jessica Jenna Maribel. Uh, five out of five stars posted on June 26th. Subject title, Guy Eating Cheetos. I really, I really, I really like this show after hearing about it on the cast for casters, blasters, and grandmasters. I came over to listen to you all. Very funny and knowledgeable. The only problem is that some guy was eating chips and clicking his mouse during the show, and it was very distracting. Other than that, keep up the good work, Spider Files. That would be me. Um, <laughs> our, prof- our professional our, host, my ladies our and gentlemen. professional host. This is back when I had uh, Skype to MP3 recorder. And I wasn't streaming it on the, uh, the YouTubers or Netflix, whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> and I hit the mute button when someone's talking, I said, Oh, I'll just mute and enjoy these Cheetos. Munch, 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 munch <laughs> right by my microphone. Oh, so, no. uh, evidently the YouTube or the Skype MP3 recorder says, I don't recognize your mute. So, <laughs> Out of 500 some odd episodes that she sampled, she found the one where I was eating Cheetos. <laughs> so I apologize for my Cheeto fetinger. I mean, fetish. <laughs> uh, boy, that was a 40 slip. I guess. Oh, okay. No. So that is all the iTunes reviews. Thank you for those. Please uh, log on to iTunes and uh, leave us a review. We'll read it right here on the show. Okay, uh, you, the YouTubers are wondering wondering if Zach is laying on the floor. No, Zach is back. Welcome back, Zach. Off his back. Oh, he went to go get pizza. <laughs> <laughs> okay, without further ado, this is what you 42 YouTubers... Oh, 41. We're losing them. No, pizza, no. pizza slice by pizza slice. Um, Ashley has amazing 801. Let's review it. Go ahead. All right. Well, first off, I have to pull a bit of a Brad here. Oh, that's, um, a, that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I, I, I admit this, this, um, this issue got major points because of the cover because it's just oh. so gripping. I love the the line work. It looks really well designed. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I think normally I don't like assigning points just based on the cover alone, but I, in this case, I'm compelled to. So the art is off. beautiful in this issue, isn't it? Oh yeah, Marcos Martinez great. And this cover is so striking. No, 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 Ashley, stop it. Stop it. Stop it now. You stop eating with your mouth full. (laughs) Chew. Talking with chew, chew. I did chew. I I like the cover. You can't stop me. You're you're fawning over a cover, and and that is a. a That is fine. That is fine. That's fine. Part of the comic. Man. Let me have this. (laughs) <laughs> True. Okay, okay, Ashley. I'll go like- go eat your pizza that was made with flour. <laughs> yes, yes. And yeast, asshole. And yeast, yeah. Ye- yeast. Okay, go ahead, Ashley. Go ahead. Okay. So, yes, we have Dan Slott, Marcus Martin, and Munza Vicente on this issue. Uh, we open with just a brief recap of the Spider-Man origin we all know and have practically internalized at this point. Um <laughs> With uh, he gets bitten by the bug. He goes into wrestling. Uncle, uh, he lets the guy get past him, and then he finds that Uncle Ben's been killed. And it turns out it was a guy he let get past him, and he realizes that he's got to take things seriously and become Spider Man and help people. Um, three weeks later, we see this guy, the main character of this issue. Uh, we who is the main character for most. The majority of the, this issue that um, we don't really see this through Peter's eyes. We see this through the eyes of Kenneth Kincaid Jr. Is that anyone we've seen before? Or is he completely original nope. to this? Brand, brand new. Well, hello, Kenneth. It's nice to meet you. Um, <laughs> one and done, yeah. What, <laughs> what's the frequency, <laughs> Kenneth? Is your bench? No, no. So he's working late and he gets a call that it's urgent. He has to leave right now. They only have a few hours left and it's to um, to get there right away. So he goes, calls a taxi, but um, realizes that he's out of cigarettes and decides he's going to stop in the store for just a minute to um, to fill back up. He goes in, but it's in the middle of being held up. And so the uh, he gets caught up in the robbery. But right when things are starting to look bad, Spider-Man breaks in through the window. And if I remember right, that's a recre- this panel is a recreation of Amazing Fantasy number 15, right? Yep. yep. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, at a glance you can tell it's just a recreation of the scene that was the cover of the original, very first issue of Mm Spider-Man. And he stops the crime, he um, saves the day, and this guy is able to get to the hospital where his, um, he had to say goodbye to his father as he was passing away. And we go through this kid, or this guy's life, and how we see him at the birth of his child, fathering his child, um, family get-togethers and holidays and so on, seeing his son's graduation and seeing that he essentially <clears throat> owes it all to Spider-Man. That he, he remembers how he saved him and how important that was to him and how it's really uh, the effect that that one night had on his life. So, in the uh, present day, we see Spider-Man. He's finding some thugs in the middle of the street. And he gets some help as one of the bad guys is getting away. This guy in the crowd sticks out his foot, trips the guy before he can get away. 
So and then Spider-Man webs them all up, catches him, and is able to stop the crime. And Kenneth hands him the briefcase that the guy had been trying to get away with, and he has a moment just be like, "Oh, hey, you know, I get to." He gets to exchange words with this hero, and he says, "You know, you saved my life on the, what could have been the worst night of my life." Um, yeah, Spider-Man, of course, can't really remember, and he's like, "You know, don't worry about it." And he says, "Okay, so you know, what? What I do? You know, how do I, how do I save you?" And he just gives him a smile, says, "Got me to quit smoking." <laughs> And he swings off, and that's it. And after Spider-Man swings away, we stick with Kenneth and his uh, daughters looking. She's like, she's disappointed that of all the superheroes they could have met, why Spider-Man? You know, what's cool about Spider-Man? He's not like Thor or Captain Marvel or Black Panther, because they're the ones who saved the whole world. And they're involved in the, you know, cool fighting off aliens or terrorists or you know, the, the big scale stuff. But he says, no, Spider-Man does that too. He saves a world every single day. He saves someone. He says, every person out there means the world to someone. And Spider-Man goes out and saves them all. So whether it's someone's friend or loved one or, you know, uncle, no matter what, the, the people he saves, they all mean something to someone else. And he's making a difference just by doing that. He's saving their world one life at a time. And so she's like, you know what? That's pretty cool. And they go off and they, um, Oh, it's not his daughter, but excuse me. It's his niece. Right. But, um, and they go walking down the street hand in hand with promise that he'll always be there for her as we end on Spider-Man swinging off. Yep. All right. So let's get your grade. What would your grade be? I would say B plus. Plus, okay. Let's go around the horn. Uh, Shy Town, what's your what's your grade on this one? About a C plus. C plus. Jr. Yeah, I gave it a C. Uh, Dark Mark. C. Oof. Uh, Mike. B minus. Okay, Zach. 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 Uh, <laughs> sorry. B. B. I'll give it a B also. So let, let's uh, go through your pros, Ashley. What did you like about it? I liked um, I liked the premise a lot. That I, I think it's a really good send off for um, slots run. Just kind of this. It's certainly better than eight hundred, but just kind of a, a love letter to the character and what he means to the um, what his role as a superhero is. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the end where it's like, well, you know what what makes Spider-Man different than or what makes him so much better than Thor or Captain America, you know, the kind of the the big hitters and mm-hmm. because it's that it's that <laughs> focus on the kind of the street level, the you know, Spider-Man's always been the everyman, that he's mm-hmm. been the one we're always involved in his life. And it's just kind of those more personal details. And I, I feel like that was the um the the mission statement of this issue. And I feel like that that's what came across. And I, I liked that. I like saying that, you know, that while he might not have the cooler stories or like the more impressive settings or, um, conflicts, it's about those things closer to home mm-hmm. about the more personal stories. And I, I like that a lot. Hornet also- second in YouTube chat. says this would be a great grade. If this was a tangled web issue. Yeah, 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 I can definitely see that. And then mm-hmm. I like the cover a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked 
And I also like kind of how the story was told through someone else's eyes. I thought that was a little different. Not too keen on it for, you know, an Amazing Spider-Man issue. I, you know, as Hornacek said, I think this would be better as more of a side issue or a spinoff. It's kind of weird for the main line. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did like that narrative, um, that narrative choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's great that slots. uh, This is what Spider-Man means to me story has really very little Spider-Man in it. (laughs) It's not the central focus. Um, Let's go around the horn for pros. What anybody... Join in. What would be some pros out of the to issue? To me, there was a very symmetrical feeling of this issue compared to what the beginning of Slots Run, which I didn't, I really consider being the five-part Spider-Man Human Torch miniseries. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this was the spiritual ancestor to it. I think it harkens back to the time when we actually liked Dan Slot. Um, if we had gotten more stories like this, that were this was probably the most Paul Jenkins likes Dan Slot story that's ever been written. <laughs> and I really enjoyed Paul Jenkins when he was run, writing Spider-Man. I think he would have done a little better job on this particular premise. However, I do have to give the devil his due. Nah. Yeah, I see what you not, did there. I was not intentional, yeah. but uh, I do Zach, have to- Zach and I gave it higher grades than most. I think JR gave it like a C, right? Yeah, yeah I gave it a C. What, what was a pro out of you? What did you like about it? About the only thing I really liked out of it was uh, just like the the way uh, Marcos Martin did a like almost a Ditko esque yes. Spider Man in the first few pages. I thought that was a, I mean, particularly uh, you know with the timing as well, you mm-hmm. know, which you know I'm sure this was done ages, you know, weeks ago or months ago or whatever. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, it turns out to be a nice little uh, little tribute to the man uh, mm-hmm. around the time of his death. So that was that was probably my primary pro, actually yeah, my yeah. only pro. Yeah, I mean, I think it, I think it's appropriate that this actually, interesting enough, was kind of a flashback. It could just, you know, in part to Spider-Man's early days because Martin really kind of emulates Ditko a lot in this, and not just because of the posing where he smashes the window, um, but it's also the fact that I like the, how the origin is recapped. Interesting enough, through Peter's perspective, like it's everything is like first-person view thing. Like you know, so, although even though the re- although the rest of the issue isn't taken from Peter's point of view. Um, interesting enough. Um, yeah, but this was a cute issue. I mean, or a nice issue, essentially. It wasn't, I mean, and although I think some people would argue that, well, what, you know, yeah, well, superheroes save people. You know, what makes that special? I think it's because also the fact that we had that introduction, little prologue of recapping the origin of where Spider-Man didn't save an uncle. And now he's, and now he's kind of burdened to basically save like one, you know, another person's loved one, one, you know, especially this guy's an uncle one step at a time. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a reminder that, you know, how this guy says, well, Spider-Man saves everybody, but we have to remember <clears throat> the people that are closest to Spider-Man. He can't really, he can't really save. If that makes sense. Like he's, he's, mm-hmm. there's quite a few times that that's happened where there's people that he's, you know, it's everyone else's, you know, world, if you will, that he's able to help out. But when he it comes sac- to his own, it's, yeah, he sacrifices his own family. To yeah. say what I guess. Right. Yeah. And I so think, that that was kind of the undercurrent there, which I Yeah, and I, I think that the, the thing about this issue that is interesting is that it is a character study of Spider Man without Spider Man being the driving force behind mm-hmm. the plot. Mm-hmm. Um there is a depth to this issue that I don't think has existed in Dan Slot's run for the most part. I think it, it was always the end of the world bombastic big bang explosions. Yeah. 
Yeah. Saturday morning cartoon, if you will. Yeah. yeah. Almost. Um, and this was the antithesis of that. Yeah. So I, I feel like his run would have been better regarded amongst this group if it had been a little more character driven and character study and character focused. Mm-hmm. Because, what? quite frankly, this is the exact opposite of what we got with the. If you just read this issue of Dan Slott's run and mm-hmm. did anything else, you it's it's the tale of two two writers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and I think that that's very very um strange how that that's how he decides to end his run. One mm-hmm. one that is unlike his run. Yeah, mm-hmm. the yeah. Uh, the one I I had some flashbacks of the kid who collected Spider Man. Uh, by Roger Stern in the 80s. That story wasn't about Spider-Man. That was about that kid that collected yeah. Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And and that took place during Amazing, and it's considered one of the best Spider-Man stories of all time. Mm-hmm. I but think this was Slot. Yeah, I think Slot was trying to go for that that type of story, is what mm-hmm. he... Um, my, well, I'm not going to get cons yet. We haven't got all the pros out of the way yet. Let's, uh, Chi-Town, what's some pros out of you? This is a story about what Spider-Man means to other people without Spider-Man being in the book, which is nice. But I think we've seen that a couple of times. That's why I gave it like a C. It was Mm. a good tale. But I wanted to see more of what Dan thought at the end. So, you know, for 800, that was his big bang. But this is like a small firecracker compared to what 800 was. And I was expecting more something like an epilogue to 800, but this was just, you know, what Spider-Man meets people, which is great, but I, I was expecting more. That's why I gave it. I, I, I say as a transition issue, it does work for the sense. Yeah. It's not a, I it's think. Kind of a breather. Yeah. Cause I think if he had dwelled on all, everything that, that 800 had, um, I think it would have probably, it could have hampered, Spencer coming in. I think that having this issue kind of gives it a sort of a clean break for Spencer to take the baton and just be able to build his world. Mm-hmm. So and honestly, I think if we just dragged out 800 anymore, it wouldn't <laughs> yeah. have any harm at all. I think that's a pro that it didn't really try and cap off anything there. I think it's actually works in its favor that it, it's kind of a spinoff standalone without, um, without anything to do with that part of the story. I, I agree with Ashley. I think it supports, that 800 happened and we're not going to dwell on it and we're going to move the F on. We haven't heard from Mark's pros. Mark, what was your biggest pro? What was your grade again, Mark? A C. C. So you thought it was an average book. What, what was, what did you like about it? The, the only thing I really liked about it was that uh, first person perspective of the origin. The rest of it just kind of left me blah. The 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 line that I really liked is that Spider Man saves everybody's uncle or it saves somebody's uncle or somebody. I thought that that line was nice. Mm-hmm. It was a nice line. I thought it was a very nice line, and and that that uh, if I wasn't so jaded, I would have uh, shed a little tear on that one. <laughs> but I just went through ten years of slot, so I'm not going to cry. Maybe followed by eighty pages of slot. Yeah, I went through eighty pages of slot. Yeah. Okay, the, uh, the poll on my review, yeah. the, the readers, they put it up as an A and a B, pretty mm-hmm. much split between A and B grade. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other pros that we haven't mentioned? We talked about art. We talked about... Uh, the cover. The cover. The cover was very nice. I love the cover. Yep. I, I was just going to ask, did anybody notice the uh, the slot was here uh, on the water tower? In yeah, the bottom? it's barely, and it's barely, and it's, and it's barely visible. 
Where? I'm not sure if that's symbolic of something. You know, the fact that when this last last issue, he barely has his work, you know, signature <laughs> there. I don't know. Maybe. I, I noticed there's a bunch of names on those soda cans on that. Uh... Yeah, that's a, those are the editors. Like oh, he, okay. He, yeah, because one of them is like Nick Kohler, Nick Low Kohler. Oh, or something was there Wacker, yeah. Wacker Weed? I mean, not Wacker Weed. <laughs> Wacker <laughs> Weed. <laughs> Wacker. <laughs> I think it was. I just killed Mark. Time, I'm but... sorry. <laughs> right. um, well, you can't oh. get that at a gas station, or maybe you can. Uh, well, nowadays, <laughs> probably, but no. Yeah. With uh, Jay and Silent Bob. Okay, uh, cons. Ashley, you start off with the cons. This is, this is yours. Well, what I like most about the book is the that's the most ironic and that that's why what I didn't like as well that it feels so tone deaf and it's unfortunate that this is a great embodiment of like hey, here's what really singles out Spider-Man and makes him unique, this kind of personal down to earth um you know, at home connection, but I feel like what everything slot tried to do with the character was this big picture as you know, Zach was saying the end of the world scenarios and just, just a bunch of stuff happening, these crazy twists and, um, you know, big stakes, but no actual personal connection to what's happening. Mm -hmm. And, um, no, no investment. The characters did not really have any investment. And, um, in these events that were happening. Mm -hmm. So it, it feel, it it just falls a little flat when your statement is that like, Oh, this is what's so great about Spider-Man when that's not what we saw these past 10 years. So uh, that was really unfortunate. I think we, the last 10 years we saw Spider-Man that can't do much and needs help at every turn. Is that (laughs) what we saw? And I think I, that's what we saw. And he was just completely not a responsible person. It's yeah, kind yeah. of a douche. Excuse me, yep. but um, no, no, he was. It, he was. He was a jackass. Let, let's call. Yeah. Let's call a spade. Not, not responsible for his actions. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Consequence-free Spider-Man. I hated it. I hated yeah. seeing this character that I love for their moral upstandingness and kind of this personal code that they hold themselves accountable to. Just swimming by like. Mm-hmm. Hornacek in the YouTube chats has a good point. Slot's last issue had no Peter Parker in it. Right. But, it, but Probably, interesting enough, yeah. interesting enough, even in the last issue, Spider-Man technically gets saved by someone else. And it's some guy that we've never actually met before. Well, they do, well, he helps him stop the bad guy. That is true. Yeah, yeah. That, but that, that's different than being saved. That, I, I, that, okay, yeah. Right. I don't, yeah. But I that, 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 what, Ashley? One thing I do like that I think Slot was trying to do, and that I think he did well, was showing this, um, building this network of support that Spider-Man mm-hmm. has, and just how the people around him can be so involved. You know, it definitely fell flat sometimes, and there was not a lot of personal. You couldn't really get invested in it, but I like the idea that you know he's you know no man's an island. That Spider-Man really relies on the people around him to kind of be his heroes. Mm-hmm. So I, oh, that's just something I was reflecting on. I I agree with uh, Mike's comments. That was mm-hmm. what took it down for me from an A. Mm-hmm. Uh, is one of my biggest complaints over the last ten years is Spider Man can't do anything by himself. Mm-hmm. And the the hero of the story, which is uh, what's his name, he's got two the same yeah. frequency, Kenneth. 
Ke- Kenneth Cole? No, not uh, Kenneth Kincaid. What's what's the name of the 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 Cole guy? That oh, that's that, that, a, that's, a, that's a clothing designer. No, 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 no. The the guy that's the shocker knockoff that the slot. Oh, Clayton Cole. Clayton Cole. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah. We'll never see him again. Uh, anyway. <laughs> you can only hope, right? Anyway, my one of my biggest complaints is how Spider Man is always rescued, always needing help, always needing this and that, and even in his last story, Slot had that happen. Mm-hmm. So that that took it down a little bit for me. Oh, Spider-Man okay. wasn't the main focus. I'm 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 going to disagree because it's not a superhero, it's not the Avengers, it's not Clash, it's not the Prowler. It's not it's not somebody that every day could save Spider-Man. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's 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 the average Joe Q public. It could be you, it could be me that sticks the foot out and trips the guy. I do like the fact that he did bring the um uh Mr. Negative's gang as like that, like, yeah, yeah. That, that was that's kind of cool, and that's very symmetrical to the beginning of his brand new day rod. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. but yeah, I, I just I kind of disagree on that on that notion that, um, basically, very rarely does does the John Q public get to return the favor for Spider Man. I'll give you mm-hmm. that, but yeah. the and theory of someone else helping really oh, too. <laughs> But but the 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 complaint is that someone has to save him. Yeah, is my complaint. I just think, I just think this is just a smidge different. Yeah. I I understand your 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 complaint. I just I think this is just slightly different. Yeah. Oh, by the way, nobody's mentioned it, but Marcos Martin is just awesome. Just great, beautiful. Oh, he uh, is. In yeah. in the YouTube uh, chat, I like that. Oh, I just it's scrolling down. Let me see. Twenty two seven zero six zero says, "I want to see Clash again, so that Shriek and the Hypno Hustler can kill him." <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was pretty good, sir. I like that. Uh, uh, let's um, see. Cons. Go ahead, Mike. Sounds like you got one. Um. I think as everybody kind of agrees that this this it felt like it was like a back that feels more like a backup issue and it felt like more like yeah. a or an untold Tangled thing. Webs. This kind of in, in that same vein, I think I think they, he definitely could have trimmed that in that regard because this did felt like oh this, this this felt like you were reading this. It felt like this was something that he probably had you know planned for like a backup in like an yeah. annual or something. But then he figured oh well I'll just use this in my last issue. Um, I I think he wrote this last issue years ago. Oh, I think so too. I think yeah. I kind of get that. Vi- I kind of get the vibe from the thing like this, and the, but I also um, I agree with your your comment about how it feels padded. But I think he padded mm-hmm. it for that Marcos Martin art. Sure, I mean because that's because yeah. he because that's the big selling point in this. Yeah, and um, and I think part of it is is that I think the thing is, and I don't want to say it's you know it's. I it's kind of hate to say it's like kind of predictable. Like you could see where the pattern of the story goes. Oh, Spider-Man saved someone at the beginning of his career. And then someone comes upon and helps him, you know, out years later. I mean, you kind of, kind of saw where that was going. Um, I mean, you know, but even though if, even if it is like, you know, it's not too, it's not terrible, but it's, it's one of those things where it was kind of an obvious, like direction he was taking where he was taking this thing. Um, to, but to, yeah, to- Oh, go ahead. I think it just I just think it was just a, as a final story it just kind of felt and it was a, it just kind of felt like eh, it's nice but it's not like 
it's something that you could have stuck in the back of an issue of like the uh, like an as an epilogue of some other bigger issue or something. Two two seven on YouTube chat. By the way, you need a better handle, sir. Uh, (laughs) He says eight oh one was one of Slot's earliest high school notebook entries. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's funny. Um, Jr. Let's hear some cons out of you. What didn't you like? You gave it a C. You said it was an average book. Yeah, I uh, you know when I first read it, I thought, uh, boy, I, I've seen this before. I think I saw a lot of this during Paul Jenkins' run, mm-hmm. uh, just this type of story, you know, someone else's perspective on Spider-Man. Um, and I, I really thought that uh, 801 was going to be more of an epilogue to Slot's run. Uh, I mean, I pretty well, I, I can't say a whole lot more different than Chi-Town already did. I thought maybe if you, you know, it was going to be like an epilogue with, you know, Peter at Flash's grave or, or maybe, uh, you know, if we want to, you know, seeing Spider-Man as a hero through Flash's eyes, how Flash perceives Spider-Man through the years or something like that. But I thought it was going to be a true epilogue, you know, well, and, what, and, and would an, what would an epilogue of 10 years be? Cause it was all over the place. Well, it would be an epilogue more to the last story. I mean, oh, he killed off. I mean, I mean, you know, he he killed off one of, virtually the oldest supporting character uh, in Spider-Man. You know, and then you know, it just the, get better. You know, and then then you know, and there's nothing said. It just seemed like it would have more of an impact if he was going to do something that momentous. He would have, he would have something more to say. Uh, and and instead, like I said, we get the what seems like an inventory issue or uh, you know or um, uh, something of that nature. So it was very dissatisfying, really. As, maybe uh, maybe a reading of the will of Flash Thompson that, or or Flash Thompson left a story about how Spider Man changed him or something like that. that, that might, be, yeah, yeah, it, it could have been something like that. But this, yeah. like I said, this just felt so generic. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, it's so it really was kind of a, a blah ending to a ten year run. Yeah, uh, Shy Town has a has a guest who, who's just visited you. <laughs> That's my dog. Uh, she could scare when fireworks are going off. Oh, they're still, they're still oh, going they're off? Still yeah, there's teenagers oh, out there. But what's your dog's name? Zoe. Zoe, there you go. Zoe. Cool. Uh, con Shytown. What was your con? This story, like I said, uh, was uh, the, uh, what Spider-Man means to people. But other than that, it, was, it, was, it wasn't really... I, didn't, I get to see that much of Spider-Man. I, want, I expected more and... Just got basically something I saw from Paul, Paul Jenkins. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I—that's about yeah. it. That's that's my only con for me. Mm-hmm. But it brought it down to like a C plus for me. Right, uh, Mark. What's some cons out of you, sir? Well, aside from what's already been stated, um, it just highlights the whole issue I have with the slots run. Yeah. Um, he can write a neighborhood Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. But he chose not to for ten years. So <laughs> for his, you know, yeah. his yeah. next run, he throws you know a little one out there. It just kind of, I was so I'm just ready for him to be done. And this <laughs> it's like an extra issue that makes me have to wait before the next guy comes on. Have you, has anybody read Peter David's last issue of Hulk? Nope. No, that that is how a last issue should be done. I think mm-hmm. uh, uh, Hulk four sixty seven. If you've never read it, it's a great. It, it takes place maybe ten fifteen years in the future. It's told through an old Rick Jones and the Hulk. It, it is one of the best endings of a long term run I've ever read. So four six six one or four six seven seven. Incredible okay. four sixty seven is is probably my top three Hulk comics of all time. Uh, 
I love that uh, issue. Spider Girl, the end is kind of very similar to that, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You didn't mention, Brad, who was interviewing Rick Jones for that story, though. Oh, I apologize. It's Peter Parker. Peter, there you go. Oh. Peter Parker oh. with the Daily Bugle is interviewing Rick Jones about the Hulk. Yeah, oh, that's I very cool. JR, it sounds like you've read it. You, did you like that? Cap I, on- I don't. I don't remember much about it, to be honest. Uh, I remember reading it because my brother bought it. My brother had it. Mm-hmm. My brother was a big Hulk fan, but I just don't remember any more than a bearded Rick Jones sitting, you know, yeah. in a chair, beginning to start to tell the story and he says something about you know what's your name parker was it or something like it and yeah. that's about all i remember yeah, it, it is peter it's spider-man related there you go maybe that's why i liked it hulk and spider-man together zach what is going on i've got two of you in the in the chat i've got one oh, he's a clone Brad. i've got a clone of zach <laughs> well there's a, there's a reason for that i had to go pick I'm, I'm, I'm committed to your show douglas what are you do? you're driving now what's going on i gotta go pick up my roommate Oh, okay. Oh, right. okay. <laughs> you just got off work. Yeah, so I, 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 hear, I now, I the now I hear the car yeah, noise. Now I hear the car noise. Yeah, I hear the car noise. That's funny. So he was eating pizza. Now he's driving. This it's, Zach is a multitasker if I've ever this heard. This is gorilla podcasting like, at his finest is what this is. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, all right. Let's see here. We've got uh, – let, let's um, take some – we'll read some comments from the YouTubers about 801 uh, that you'd like read or questions towards us about 801 before we move on to issue one, volume one, two, three, four, five. Mm-hmm. One thing before we get to that, I, I wanted to ask your opinions. Uh, Dan Slott had a goodbye uh, art, uh, uh, essay at the very beginning. And mm-hmm. one thing that stood out to me was his opening line. Since I was eight years old, writing Spider-Man has been my dream job. Why would I ever let it go? He doesn't answer that question. <laughs> Interestingly enough, I think if you go back down a few par- like, senses, um, mm-hmm. I don't know if he says, I mean, if, if, I, if you, you've, I know you probably got it. I've got it right in front of me. What, what paragraph? Okay, so I think he, when he's talking about when he's, when he's talking to somebody at the convention or somebody at some convention, they said that spider that yours, as some fan told him that yours is the when he just when before he was announcing that he was about to leave. He's right. just, so one of the fans says, yours is the only Spider-Man I know. And now he was kind of taken aback by that. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking when I was read that, I'm thinking, I'm wondering if slot, when he heard that kind of maybe realized maybe I've been on this book too long. No, I, I didn't. I don't know. I mean, that's, I, mean, I didn't I gather know. that maybe, at all. That doesn't well, seem like a very slot thing to. From yeah, but I know, I but it but it just kind of seems like when you hear somebody like he's been on this book for ten years, and you get people to come into you is like this is the only Spider Man, you know, I'm familiar with or that I've ever read or know and stuff like. That. And he was kind of felt uncomfortable about that. I don't know if that's something that kind of. I mean, no way. I mean, he's probably thinking, well, there's other people who've written this Spider Man besides me, kind of thing, and the fact that he's Mike. But, if you ha- Mike, if you had your dream job, would you ever give it up? Ooh, yeah, but that's the, yeah, that's would, the thing. Would but, you, I mean, would you forego a paycheck of your favorite job so the next guy could have it? I don't think that's realistic. Yeah, I know. I, I see. Yeah, but this is this is serialized storytelling, Brad. I, yeah, I think at a certain point you you know you've got to pass the baton off, mm-hmm. and yeah. I think that I, I think that a outside forces probably forced him to pass that baton yes. off sooner than he wanted to because mm-hmm. I think he really wanted to beat out Bendis. I and think I so think, too. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I, I think that he didn't. 
I think he thought, I'm not going to beat Brian because Brian's never going to stop running miles. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm just going to give it up. Now that he's done it, and right around the time that he announces that he's giving it up, what does Bendis do? He, he quits. Yeah. He, yeah. So, he goes to right uh, I, I just think that with Slot doing, and I, look, clearly he was running out of steam. Oh, yeah. Volume four, number one. He's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this last volume was very, very just, it was a slog to get through. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think that, that he was terribly passionate about the, uh, the character necessarily at that point. I think that it it reflected in the storytelling because I think that, Mm -hmm. that it was so off kilter that, it, it, it speaks volumes to me that he's both writing a Fantastic Four book and Iron Man at the same time, considering he's been writing Iron Man for the last three years. <laughs> yeah, um, I, don't, I, I don't believe that whole he didn't he didn't know Bendis was leaving. I think mm-hmm. I think he's off the book. This is a good chance to move him on. Yeah. It's too rushed at the end for somebody mm-hmm. to, to know. Ao one's my end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he had plenty of time to set things up, but all of a sudden at the end, it's like, oh, uh, I got to get out of here. Right. I, I don't know. Spencer does a pretty yeah. good job of cleaning house in one issue. I'll tell you right now. Yeah. <laughs> so the, other thing, the other thing is, too, is like I, I'm kind of the firm believer. I mean, going back to your question, Brad, about if you had your dream job, would you give it up? I'm the firm believer that um, it's better to quit on a high note than rather just basically just kind of, you know, keep on going, you know, drag, you know, like. Um, going back to an old thing about Seinfeld, for example, I mean, one time that was more like the, at one time that was the popular thing. And he just, and then Seinfeld just upped and quit like after nine seasons or because he figured that's enough. You know, if you do any more and you keep going, mm-hmm. then after a while people, you know, you're, you're, it's going to get stale and whether or not slot realized that or not. It's definitely the fact that he was on this Spider-Man for so long, and well, technically he's not actually leaving. If you hear the Spider-Geddon rumors that he's still going to be involved in that somehow, um, yeah, there comes a point where you have to kind of like you know, even if it is something you supposedly like doing, you got to kind of like move on to you know some other things. I mean, it's not like he's quitting comics; it's more like he's just you know tackle some other subjects and everything. You got to like. 10 years again is too, I mean, even with Claremont and X-Men, you know, 17 years, for instance, mm-hmm. that seemed like, you know, after a while, you know, from, from my kind understanding, of run Chris Claremont was fired. Uh, Peter mm-hmm. David was fired. Yeah. Uh, I think the trend is that Dan Slott was fired or, or I, I, I mean, I don't think long-term writers hold the job for that long in comics willingly. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, Bendis even kind of almost, I mean, if you read Ultimate Spider-Man, if people have argued that Ultimate Spider-Man, I know some people would say that Ultimate Spider-Man was never good. Uh, like, you know, so a certain person who will, like, on this podcast. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We talk um, about him when he's not even here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Sorry, George. You'll definitely hear this later. But, um, but no, I mean, people would argue that just Ultimate Spider-Man started out great. But then as the year, but as it went on, it just started going, people, kind of, it just, Again, when they, got brought, sale after when they brought Miles in the six one six, it literally de- derailed the entire title. In my yeah, opinion. it did. Mm-hmm. Jr., uh, do you think uh, Slot went willingly or was was? Uh, no, uh, I think he had a little shove. Little shove. Well, little shove. Talk talk about that a little bit. What do you think? Why why do you why do you suspect that? 
Well, only because he'd spent so much time telling us that he would never leave and that he'd have to be forced out with a crowbar. I just don't him. I just don't see him. I mean, because sometimes though, if you if you stay at one job a long time, I think there does come a point in time where you say, you know what, I maybe I've done all I can do here. Uh, but usually that comes to you gradually. And uh, you know, he was pretty adamant about saying he was never going to leave. Yes, so, I can imagine Sobolski with a crowbar. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, he was, you know, he was he was pretty adamant he wasn't going to leave. The fact that he kind of implied, and, and maybe I was reading reading this wrong, that he implied that he kind of jammed Norman Osborn and Carnage together um, because he he wanted to use both of them. Uh, but it hadn't been able to, and then he crammed them together to to get him to, to use them both before he left. Uh, it implied to me that he had ideas for them individually. Uh, that could, I, that that could be I could be wrong, yeah. but uh, but basically no. I basically based on what he said all those years, you know, for all those years, I I think he would have I think he would have uh, stayed until he passed on. Two two seven zero six zero actually brings up a very good point. Um, Slot did admit that one of the reasons he stayed on for as long as he did was because he wanted to get to issue 800. Because you remember, he was, there was that one interview he gave a while back where we, when it was down to his point, he says, well, I wanted to, you know, wanted to get to reach to this milestone and then this milestone and this one and everything like this. So, and I'm wondering if that, and that kind of maybe kind of reflected in his, in his work because after Superior Spider-Man was over and he just kept going and going and going, it's like, if it was just all about just trying to reach a certain you know, benchmark that after a while, that's just going to be like, Oh, you're just, you're just going through emotions. You're not actually, you don't have the, you don't really, you're not doing this necessarily for any kind of passionate reasons. You're just kind of doing it because, Oh, you just want to have some kind of record mm-hmm. and that's going to affect the, you know, that's going to affect on his work and everything. I think it did. Yeah.